As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. And it's all that we know, it's the way Today's podcast is presented in part by Portatree. Portatree is a leading manufacturer of practice trees, simulators, and test tracks with quality products designed for racers by racers. I depend on Portatree for my own practice. Check them out at portatree.com and be sure to stick around to the end of the show. We'll provide you with a discount code for 10% off your next Portatree order. BTE builds products that you can depend on, whether it's a complete power glide transmission, a torque converter for your specific combination, or any related component or bolt-on item. The professionals at BTE and Memphis Performance have what you need to succeed. Shop online at bteracing.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. All right, guys. As you know, this offseason, it's our goal on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast to interview each of the 2018 world champions. We're getting the NHRA Sportsman Champs, the NHRA Summit ET Series Champs, and the IHRA Summit Super Series Champs. Today's show is an extension of that pursuit, and today we welcome the 2018 NHRA ET Motorcycle World Champion John Markham from my home division, Division 2. It's going to be really cool having John on the show, getting to know him, and going down Championship Road with him and hearing all about his 2018 season and his NHRA World Championship in the motorcycle category. Looking forward to that coming up next. It's time for the big interview. 
on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. All right, as promised, we've got the 2018 NHRA ET Motorcycle Champion with us tonight. This guy has been racing a long time. He's 49 years old. He's got 10 national championships through multiple series that he's run over the years and somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 national event wins. He just got his first NHRA World Championship. Great to have John Markham on the phone with us tonight. John, thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving me a call, guys. Yes, sir. Our pleasure. How's everything in Bowling Green, Kentucky tonight? It is cold tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's been a common just, thing. Uh, yeah, just I uh, just had some uh, dinner there celebrating my son's birthday, and I uh, headed back home there. I can't wait to get to, back to the heat. Awesome. Happy birthday to you, son. I'm sure it was a great time. Oh, yeah, it was. So, John, you, you just won the 2018 NHRA ET Motorcycle Championship out in Pomona. Big deal. Uh, obviously, we wanting our listeners to get the opportunity to hear your story and get to know you a little bit. But for those of us that don't know as much as we want to know about John Markham, kind of give us your racing background. Tell us you know, how you got started and what's led up to this point where you collected this championship here in 2018. Well, I'll give you the short long version. I uh, started racing when I was 15 years old. Uh, my dad got me into it. Uh, he raced stock cars and uh, Wendy Hall Raceway in Owensboro, Kentucky. And I would always see the motorcycles racing at the drag strip was right next door. And I told him, I said, man, my dad had an old KZ 900 Kawasaki and the uh, I asked him, I said, Dad, you think I can uh, take that thing racing sometime? And uh, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, you earn enough money, put a tire and tune that thing up, and we'll take it. And it took me three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, went, he took me right to the racetrack uh, and pulled it there with a 66 Chevelle and a flatbed trailer. I never will forget it. And it took me three weeks after that to win my first trophy. And then I was hooked ever since. I, I've literally only missed one season since then. And just pretty much was a Saturday night guy, you know, um, for forever. Didn't really start running the big uh, national races till probably, I would say, late 90s, you know, before I can, you know, really uh, have a budget to travel. Yeah. And uh, God has definitely blessed me the last several years here. And, uh, I pretty much just went from just scraping up enough money to race, just really being successful and just, you know, like I said, just truly blessed. A lot of people here helped me, in, you know, in the last uh, couple of years, too, to make sure. it possible. And uh, we're just tickled to be in a position where I never would have dreamt. It was it was a, it was a dream for 20 years just to win a division. Yeah. You know, and, and then for me to win and then go to Pomona and then win Pomona, too. I, I'm still in awe. <laughs> no doubt that's a heck of an accomplishment mm -hmm. so from your introduction to drag racing it's it's been motorcycles the entire time john yes sir yeah it's been always been drag bikes street you know uh, i finally got a street bike and started running some street et races you know because there's a lot of big money street ET races out there now and so i wanted to you know to get into that i actually do have a car i actually do have a super gas roadster but i've only raced it one time and I really like to race it more, but I'm just into the bikes. You know, the bikes. Too many just, tires uh, on the ground, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Once I, you know, that's that's just me. You know, I have five of them, so uh, 
if one breaks, it's just easier to, to get one out of the trailer and keep on racing. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> so. You know. So you qualified to go to Pomona. Where and how did you do that, John? You obviously went to the NHRA bracket finals and got that done. Yes, I qualified through my, one of my local tracks, uh, Music City Raceway. You know, they're in Nashville, Tennessee. I uh, our division our uh, division was in uh, Reynolds, Georgia this year. I actually ran both divisions. It, it, it's pretty good for where uh, where I live because I, mm-hmm. I I live in Bowling Green. That's Beach Bend. That's Division Three. Right. All right. And then I can race in Nashville for Division Two. So I can, it actually gives me two shots uh, to run the divisionals, and that, that's what I did this year. I, I got close in Division Three, and I come up a little short. And I was like, well, you know what? Uh, I just go to try in Division Two also, and uh, <laughs> I actually missed out on the family vacation to go to the Division Two. And, and my wife's like, hey you better win this thing and and uh and then sure enough we, you know i did it and uh when i called her you know of course i was that was uh, i was pretty emotional you know but uh sure she supports me 100 percent. she's like well, she's like i just had a feeling you was gonna do it you know and, so, <laughs> and, and, well, and we did you know and uh, thanks to uh rick and charlotte there uh gonzalez there the track owners of music city man uh, i'd like to thank them for giving us a place to race to be able to have a chance to go to the divisionals and and then uh, even bigger to Pomona. Yeah, you, you know it's uh, you got a couple of great home tracks there for sure, John. So you're from Bowling Green, Kentucky. You won this in Reynolds, Georgia, which for those that don't know is kind of the central west side of Georgia. You're way down here in the south, and now there's a trip to Pomona that is sitting in your lap. What were the logistical concerns or challenges that you had to get out to Pomona or were there any? It, you know, it worked out for me there too. Of course, everybody that's not prepared of driving that far, you know, it's 2,000 and a little over 2,000 miles each way. But I got lucky because one of my buddies, Earl Tilly from Division Two, also won Sportsman. So he got to go to Pomona. So what we wound up doing was just borrowing a trailer from one another one of our buddies there, Mr. Tommy, and and put my bike in trailer and and he drove out with three of his buddies and uh, me and uh, the wife and, and my 22 year old son got to fly out, you know. Sounds so good. He, we took he uh, my 20 my 22 year old son he races with me also and uh, of course he wasn't going to miss a trip to Pomona so uh, he come out to help me pit and all. So, yeah. Really cool. You had some good folks around you there helping that trip be possible. So how many miles was it, John, from Bowling Green to Pomona? Yeah, it was, uh, I believe Earl told me he drove 2,050 miles. 2,050 miles. (laughs) That's a long trip to go racing. So obviously that puts a little extra pressure and anxiety in the pot for you. You get out there. And you're you're part of this big runoff, and there's I don't know you might not have been feeling any pressure, but I would assume with with all that's involved in a trip and, and an endeavor like that that you're feeling a little bit of that pressure. Oh oh yeah for sure. I, uh, of course there was a little talk on uh, social media there before I even went out. They was putting over a couple of the riders, you know, they've been there a couple of times, and I'm like, well, you know, these they, they definitely got to be good riders because they you know they wouldn't be there if they wasn't. Uh, and uh, so we, uh, 
and in a couple, I'll go ahead and uh, name the ones they're talking about because they're they're outstanding guys. I got to meet them down there, and they're really good racers. And first one was Bo Drexler, and another guy was um, Rick Newport. So we go to the banquet Thursday, I think it's Thursday night, and we also draw the preparings. And uh, lo and behold, you know, I have Mister <laughs> Bo Drexler first round. <laughs> And it never fails. You get the ones you've been hearing about. <laughs> yeah, and then and then if I then if I win that round, I get Mr. Rick Newport. If he wins his round, the second round, I was like, well, I guess they're going to make me earn commander. You know, so <laughs> so uh, the best race of the day was between me and Bo. Uh, it was double O one at the stripe, and I was like, wow, man, that's a uh, squeak by that one. And then uh, then I had uh, Mr. Newport uh, uh, second round, and now uh, was. Uh, I'm going to say my, my most nervous pass was my very first time run. That was pretty, uh, I had my race face on all, all eliminations, but, uh, yeah. but, uh, as far as, uh, my nerves go, I will say Mr. Newport, uh, had me rattle more than any of them just because, uh, his bike, uh, he, he's a seven, seven second bracket bike, at mm. like 178 miles per hour. So, oh man, man uh, I'm a super comp guy, eight, you know, eight seventy, eight eighties at one fifty. So I, I knew I had to <laughs> really watch him down there, and uh, and uh, so uh, but got lucky and you know got by him, and and then I had uh, Jeremy Hicks. He was representing uh, Summit Motorsports Park, and I had him in the final, and uh, he's the one that actually beat me at Division Three. Me and him was kind of laughing about it, and he, and I, I told him, I said, well, good luck out there in Pomona, man. And uh, I was like, I'm only in Division Two, also, so uh, if the Lord's willing, I'll see you out there. Sure enough, <laughs> I go to Division Two and I win it, and uh, I think he was one of the first ones I messaged. I like, see you there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. And it was me and him in the final, you know, so. There's eight guys or eight people competing in each category. So it's a it's a three round race for you. So what would you consider, John, your your key round or your most pivotal rounds? That was there a round like you got away with something in those three, or did you, when you were double O one, did you need to be double O one to get the win? What was that like? Yeah, the first round, like I said, the first round was the was the toughest. That was the best race of the day for anybody. I mean, uh, I want to say the race was I was seventeen. Uh, on a reaction, dead. I think I was 17, dead four, dead two, maybe. And Bo, he was like 11 and one above. It was a real good round for a first round to be that far away from home. And, you know, of course, you only get three time runs. You get one on Friday, two on Saturday, and you go to first round on Sunday. So, uh, you yeah. know, to, to put those kind of packages together right out the gate, you know, I was uh, even surprised myself, you know. <laughs> yeah, sound like both of you guys after, performing at a high yeah. level there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, after, you know, second round, uh, yeah, I knew where I was at, the, uh, especially on the tree. The only, uh, the only one that had me was the final, and, and my son helped me there. And Because uh, I went, and, I, and I, he, he actually slipped me out of my lane in the final, and which causes concern. I went nine red my last time running that lane. And so I threw, the, if I remember right, I threw 14,000 in the box. And I, so I was set to be five or six. And my son says, Daddy, you know, it's like 
throw a couple more in. He said, I just don't, you know, I'm, I'm just not feeling good. So I, I said, I, I said, all right, I'll do that for you. So I throw two more thou in, and in the final, I was double O two. So. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, so, but that could have been a perfect red as well, you know. Could have been, you're right. Digit, so, so he, uh, so he, he may, he, he may have say he may have had a, a lot to do with that win as well, you know. So I'm glad, I'm glad I took his advice. <laughs> so, yeah, no doubt, John. We we hear a lot about the atmosphere out there in Pomona and how they welcome the ET champions in to obviously their biggest stage on the NHRA tour. Tell us a little bit about that atmosphere. How was it, man? Man, I'll tell you what, there's no way words can do it any justice. It's, uh, I've been doing this a long time. You know, as I said, I started when I was 15, I'm 49 years old and, and I have never been to a race that that's made me feel like we felt out there i mean we you know um even though we're still just little et uh motorcycle bracket racers uh, uh nhra made us feel like we were somebody out there not just a motorcycle guy they led us right to our pits you know helped us even helped us get set up when we got all set up and, and i made a walk down to the down to the uh start line there and just kind of i had some friends uh Roy and Candy Hagedorn had been there. They're out of Florida. They've been oh, there yeah. multiple times, and they said, "Man, just get there and just just take a deep breath and just take it all in." And uh, and, that, and that's what I did. And man, it was just—I don't know, man. It's like you just had to been there, you know, just looking looking down that yeah. track, and then and then looking back down the way and seeing all the mountains behind the tower. And I just couldn't wait to took daylight the next day, you know, to go, to go to racing. And, <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it, I mean, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I just, just don't do it justice. I, 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 I hope everybody gets a chance to go to Pomona. I mean, cause it is, it is unbelievable. You know? We hear that I, quite I really, often. Really, <laughs> yeah. We hear that quite you often. Know? That's really cool that, that they treat you guys so good and, and help you feel a special part of the program. And, and, Sounds like, um, by all accounts, they was very successful at that again this year. So, speaking of feeling and how something felt, John, tell us when that went like. Tell us about the final. Uh, again, who were you running? What kind of run? Take us back through that just a little bit and tell us, uh, give us the numbers, if you will. Uh, I ran Jeremy Hicks. You know, he was representing uh, Summit Motorsports Park there. He's he, he's he's a buddy of mine, you know. He, I have him on uh, one of my Facebook friends. I, I've raced with him several times. He's a very competitive racer. I, I wasn't cutting him no slack, you know. I was set sure. up. I was set up to go double o five, double o six in the final, and and I, I just got. I hit the tree. I, I knew when I left, I, I, I was good. I was like, oh man, you know, I, I feel good right here. And he'd actually missed the tree. He had his worst slide of the day. I want to say he was forty. And uh, he was sick over it, and uh, I want to say he was his worst treat to that point was was like 13. He was on it. I mean, mm. he's there for a reason, you know. He's he's, he's sure. really good on the tree, and uh, and then when uh, he pulled up on me at about the 800 footer, I knew I hit the tree, and I was like, well, uh, I I got nitrous on my bike, and so uh, I kind of kind of gave it a tap or two just to keep pressure on him there, and uh, <laughs> and then I just let him go at the strike, and. Uh, and sure enough, he went. You know, I think he was four or five under trying to trying to get there. Yeah. And then when my light did come in, uh, 
I just can't tell you what I, what I felt. It was uh, something I'd never felt before in my life. And, you know, my, my dad, uh, he's not with us anymore, but he, he totally supported me. And, and, and I just felt his presence. I couldn't wait to get that motorcycle stopped. And uh, a lot of people knows me that I wear this hat. It's in my mojo, I call it. And uh, it was my dad's hat. Got a little fishing hook on it, and uh, and I, I've wore that the last several years, and <laughs> I feel like it's won me a lot of races. And uh, very but, uh, cool, <clears throat> right very cool. Around, uh, yeah, it's uh, I kissed that hat, and I said, "I know you with me." But anyway, that's uh, I'm retiring that hat. It's going to hang from that big gold wallet that I got at Pomona. And, uh, awesome. And I'm a, I'm going to I'm a, he'll be with me, but I'll I'll be. Uh, you know, uh, I'll be racing without my mojo anymore, and we'll get a new one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure he'll still be there helping guide you down the track each and every time. What a really cool story there. Great tie-in with mm-hmm. your father's presence mm-hmm. for you. So, you know, you're obviously super excited, and I can imagine that it really wasn't about what you've just won other than the championship itself but tell us a little bit about that prize package i mean there's there's obvious gold wallies and uh, money and all kinds of things that go along with that yeah yeah i was uh, a good uh, a good um i want to say uh still haven't received a check they uh they, they're getting ready to mail them out i think but uh i've heard that the prize was like five thousand dollars uh, cash and uh, which is a, a pretty good chunk for you know motorcycles and Sure. And uh, you know, of course, we get three thousand show up money as soon as you get there, yeah. you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's <laughs> that's very that's courtesy of Summit, you know. Which those guys, I you know, can't thank them guys enough, you know. It, it, even those guys out there was constantly coming up to us, you know, and shaking our hand and congratulations for, for being there, and you know, just very professional bunch of you know group of guys. And uh, yeah. But, you know, with the contingency, there were several contingencies uh, that was available, too, uh, just to name a few that I can remember, you know, Summit, uh, Summit again, just for, you know, using their, uh, you know, logbook, Baltronics Weather Station, uh, and uh, let's see, who can I, uh, VP Racing Fuel, you know, uh, Goodyear, all those, there was, there yeah. was several, you know, it's, it's generally hard to, you know, for motorcycle guys to, you know, to find a, a good list of contingency, but there was, there was a good list out there for us, you know, so I can only imagine what that's going to trickle in, you know, checks at a time. So it's a, it's a, it's a good deal. You know, it's a, can't wait to go back. <laughs> yeah. Very, very nice. And get to add a few extra dollars to the prize package from some great companies for running their products and using their products. That's, that's a cool deal. So John, Speaking of your your weapon there that's got some support from those companies, for those of us who don't know a whole lot about motorcycle racing, tell us what your weapon is. What did you compete on out there uh, in Pomona? Well, I, was, uh, I actually uh, I actually rode my what I call my old faithful bike. It's it's a Kawasaki. Uh, it's a KZ based engine. It's a, it's a fifteen hundred cc engine. As extreme motorsports, uh, Ray Mancini out of Cedar Hill, Tennessee. He does all my engine work now. It's a he is a he's a, a big reason that I'm I am successful as I am and have been for the last several years. I used to have to work 12, 14 hours a day and do my own engine work. Now I can just drop it off to him and he calls me and says, "Hey, you're ready to go." And <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> takes, takes a big load off of me and uh, 
but the the, the chassis uh I, I lived in florida for six years i believe it was from 98 to 04 and I, I met a guy down there his name is bart spivey him and his son levi they built the chassis for me down there and then they, they're actually home builders but he, these guys built me a whole chassis helped me out a whole lot because i was i was a struggling when i was down in florida you know just a nine to five guy and, and working on the side to support my habit you know but those guys built me a chassis you know i want to say they built that thing in 99 99 2000 and uh that is really when i started winning races to mm-hmm. right after they built me that chassis you know and i came back i wound up moving back north and uh of course brought the bike with me and when i come up here then i really you know started doing some traveling and really started winning some races and uh but but oh that oh them guys a lot of you know gratitude because they uh you know they like i said they they helped me out a lot built me that chassis yes sir you know and i had a couple other guys down there helping me with some engine parts built me a big motor put in there and you know ever since then it's uh that, that old bike's won a whole lot of races. <laughs> yeah, and the rest is history. So yep. you're the 2018 NHRA ET Motorcycle World Champion. What's next on the list, John? What are your plans for 2019? We're going to run another series that we've been running in the last several years. That's uh, the uh, what's called the NHDRO series. Uh, we got another little series called the I-65 series. Uh, it's at tracks right down the i-65 forward over here and uh, we're trying to get it it's a it's a small series now and we're trying to get it built up and uh we uh last year we had a three i see uh, there was three classes there was a 460 index class top gas and a super comp class and uh i was fortunate enough last year to win the top gas and super comp championship so uh, mm. I believe I'm going to have to repeat on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely want to so, keep chasing that. Yeah, yeah. So we was pretty successful with that deal, and and it's eighth mile racing, and I I prefer eighth mile. Uh, I don't mind running quarter mile. I just I'm an eighth mile guy. It, it happens really quick in eighth mile. It's more competitive, and and that, that's that's just the style of racing I like. Uh, and I think between between those two series i'm on i'm on we can race against the cars now at beach bend and uh now with the you know this big gold card i'm gonna get from nhra for winning the division i may have to stick around the house a little you know because it's a good place for free <laughs> yeah take advantage of those rewards for sure so yeah john you you've talked about some people along the way in the interview and i know that in racing you need a lot of good folks around you to help you get to the level of success that you've reached who is on the thank you list for you oh man well you know uh i'll start with millennium trailers out of Indianapolis, indiana you know those uh i hooked up with those guys about four years ago i think three or four years ago and uh and, you know we started with a racing suit you know and a little bit of money and now these these guys now has got me on one of their top of the line extreme trailers and you know my my bikes just really look good in that thing coming to the track and i can't thank those guys good enough and you know or enough and and a chuck and uh, chuck and the gang down there at millennium like i said out of indianapolis indiana and then uh Next, my you know it's got to be my engine builder Ray Mancini Extreme Motorsports. I definitely couldn't do it on the level I'm doing it without him. I mean he's he's 
and he laughs about it, but he's almost been like a dad to me. I mean, he's just, uh, he, he's really helped me out a lot. And, and I, I can never uh, thank that guy enough because any, any time I got a problem, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, this guy, let me just give you an example. I crashed, uh, two years ago with my new bike. I built this new top gas bike and, and it was totally my fault. Grabbed, grabbed some front brake there and, uh, had a big race. I was chasing a national championship that year and had a big race in Rockingham. And I wrecked this thing on Sunday and I had to leave on Wednesday to head to Rockingham. So I got a crash bike. This guy shows up in my driveway Monday, loads the bike up, says, I'll have it ready for you to go head to Rockingham. And sure enough, he did. You know, so wow. I mean, what I mean, what what can you say about a guy like that? You know, the bike mm. was was 110 percent ready to race, and uh, got some some great associate sponsors too. Uh, Dan Rudd, him and Beth, uh, MPS Racing down in Sanford, Florida. Pretty much all my electronics I get through Dan. I think he's got some of the best electronics there is. And anytime I have a problem, I give him a call and he answers. He, he, he you know he, he tells me how to fix it. You know, and uh, so it's always nice to have those, those type of people. It's just a phone call away. Kenneth Swartz, attorney, uh, he's helped me a lot. I'm sure y'all have heard of him. He's out of St. Louis, Missouri area there. He, he actually just uh, crashed himself uh, in India a couple months back. So we're kind of praying that guy gets better quick so he can come out and join us again next year. And then, um, and of course, uh, I got to thank my, my employer, Geothermal Earthworks, my boss Brad Cross. He's uh, long as this motorcycle racing, he lets me off. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, it don't, it don't go. He supports me 100. percent And uh, he, he he's a motorcycle fan too. And uh, he had told me, you know, of course I've been chasing this Pomona thing. I've been with this my my current employer for 15 years, and I've been talking about Pomona for 15 years. I've been chasing it for 20. And you know, he told me, he said, hey, man, won't you win that thing, and I'll take you out there. You know, and we'll just take the motor home. He's, his family's got a nice motor home. I said, well, I'm going to take you up on that one day. And I said, I'm, I'm going to eventually get there. <laughs> and, uh, so of course, I got to punch my ticket this year, but uh, his son's a starting linebacker with the high school football team that me and him both uh, live for Friday night football. So I didn't expect him to. And we're in the playoffs. Actually, we're going to state. Remember, the game is this Friday, so to the state championship. So, uh, so I definitely didn't expect him to miss uh, seeing his son uh, play football to take me. But uh, it's uh, it was a nice gesture. And uh, yeah, but I, I, man, I told him, uh, I told him that I'll, I'll hold him hold him to it uh, next year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but he well, he also uh, was uh, very supportive uh, financially for me to get to Pomona too. So he helped me. Uh, he helped me a lot, and and, and I'm grateful for, the, for that. You very know, nice. So, Sounds like yeah. a lot of great and folks in your camp. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then just uh, you know, the people, you know, just you know, God first and foremost. You know, and my beautiful wife, and uh, she's been by me for for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, twenty six years. She's sitting right next to me, and uh, you know, all my kids. You know, Caleb, my you know, my oldest son, Caleb, uh, and then uh, Dalton, and he's the one that still races with me. He's twenty two, and then I got a little guy. Case and he's just nine and he he's uh he just can't wait till he's old enough to get on one. I bet. You know? <laughs> and then you know of course the NHRA you know and, and like I said the summit that series that they do to 
it starts at the divisionals, and then if you're lucky enough to win, you know those guys give you that three grand when you show up out there, and then and then you know another five grand if you just win. It just takes three rounds to do it, but it's a I'll tell you, it's a, it's a hard it's a hard three rounds, but oh yeah, <laughs> but it's best just, of the uh, best. In my division that I've represented, Division Two, Rich Schaefer, man, I you know I think he's the best uh, DD there is, man, uh, division director. Uh, that guy's super nice, and uh, I mean he he was even reaching out to me and like making sure everything was, are you good to go? You know, there was a there was support just all the way around me, man, and you know I just just yeah. totally felt blessed of this whole trip. And this this whole deal has just just really been uh, awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, John, we appreciate you taking us down your championship season and and your championship week out there in Pomona. It was great to get to know you a little better and hear all about those successes of the year and the people that's helped you get there. But I don't know if you listen to the podcast much, but we are not quite done yet. We have a little something we wrap up interviews with called Rapid Fire. It'll be five... It'll be five questions, kind of maybe about racing, maybe not, and just you give five quick answers, and that'll help us get to know you just a little bit better before we part ways tonight. You good with that? Oh, yeah, sure. All right. First question, John, your favorite movie, what is it? Favorite movie? It had to be Titanic. Oh, yeah, really good one. Great answer. <laughs> John, who is the person that you look to the most for advice? Oh, man, that's a good one there. That would have to be my wife. Very good answer. What is the food that you hate the most? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> my wife says broccoli. That's like, a, I was going to say a, most green vegetables, so so she's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> See, you don't hate it enough, or you would have had that answer real quick. Mine was onions. I would yeah, have told it, you that before you yeah. ever got through asking me the question. So. <laughs> I love food, so that's a hard question for me. <laughs> well, your wife's sitting right beside you. This is a golden opportunity. What is the item you want the most for Christmas? The item I want the most for Christmas, uh, just uh, my family. I, I love Christmas, and uh, you know, I just I, I love spending it with my family. So it's uh, okay. that's a no brainer. <laughs> that's right. That's what it's really about, not about mm-hmm. presents. Last question, yeah. John. And this will help us get to know you to the fullest right here. Are you happier in the morning or happier at night? I'd say night. I'm a night guy myself. Well, John, we appreciate very much you spending some time with us and, again, taking us down Championship Road with you. Congratulations on a great season, a huge accomplishment in your racing life, and we're wishing you all the best and more in 2019. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us tonight. Have a great one, man. Hey, you too. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. To make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available, subscribe. And you can do that on 
Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. Portatree practice trees and simulators are designed and manufactured by racers for racers right here in the United States. As racers themselves, the staff at Portatree is dedicated to providing cutting-edge features to keep you and me ahead of the competition. Looking for an affordable practice setup? Don't use the phone apps. They're inconsistent, which really can do more harm than good. Right? It hurts your confidence, if nothing else. The Portatree Pocket Pal is a quality handheld unit for under $100. Their product line also includes the popular new Eliminator Next Gen. That's what I use myself. Plus, a full national event, uh, full-size national event-style tree and uh, the Portatree Mini, which is perfect for traveling or for tighter spaces, guest rooms, things like that. Portatree also has vehicle connections, allowing you to practice in your own car, which is, again, what I try to do myself, and I find it to be a huge advantage, as well as foot pedals in um, several varieties. In short, if you're ready to practice, I mean really practice, take advantage of your practice, Portatree has what you need. Check them out at portatree.com, and as we teased earlier, Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast listeners enter discount code DRAG. 10. That is drag 10 for 10% off your next Portatree order. Jed and I are proud to partner with Bill Taylor Enterprises. That's BTE here within the podcast. Neither of us, Jed or myself, are strangers to BTE products, services, or customer service. I've personally been using BTE transmissions and converters exclusively since 1998. Um, That's 20 years. BTE has quite literally powered every race, every championship, every round that I've won for my entire adult life. My point, they build products that I depend on. BTE builds products that Jed depends on. BTE builds products that you can depend on. Whether it's a complete top dragster or or top sportsman power glide transmission, a torque converter designed for your specific combination, or any transmission component or bolt-on item, the folks at BTE and Memphis Performance have what you need to succeed in today's ultra-competitive world of sportsman drag racing. Shop online at BTE Racing. You do the Kevin Brandon, lay the smack across the land, then you do the L ride and you come out like the world champ. You've been waiting all win along. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. Uh, on behalf of Luke, thank you guys for listening. I'd also like to thank this week's championship guest, John Markham. It was great to get to know John and get to hear all about his 2018 NHRA ET Motorcycle World Championship. We appreciate John joining us. We certainly want to thank the sponsors who make this show possible and present the show to you every week. Please go and support those companies. Every opportunity you get, they have the best products and services on the market, and we're proud to be associated with each of them. And be sure to tell us what you think. Messages right there on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page. Producer Mark, get those messages. Tell us what we did right. Tell us what we did wrong and what we can do better. We're all ears, always up for listening. And you can at either Luke or myself on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I. I am at JP11X. 
Thank you so much for listening and look forward to talking to you again next week. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get it in. Attitude like I am already winning in. Foot breaking in anything. Bottom bobbing for a 10. I'm rolling in the cutty, switching feet like Jerry Pennington. I was in my truck. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.